you need to eat vegetables, right? Because if you don't, your engine isn't going to run. If you're a, uh, you, you need health, you know, right? Same thing with athletes, okay? Athletes need to eat their vegetables and get their nutrition, right? Or, you know, good luck being at peak performance. Now, what does this have to do with music? Well, it's the same thing with music artists, okay? You need to consume vegetables, like this episode, in order to get your engine, which is your mindset and mental health, running efficiently so that you can stay around for the long term. This is a really tiring journey. (laughs) If you haven't realized that already, I'm sure you will soon. Uh, It doesn't take long to be in the music industry to realize how resilient you have to be. But if your engine isn't set correctly and if your mindset's not you know, established. And if you're not seeking the right things, it's going to wear you out. Yet so many music artists don't want to talk about it because they don't find it sexy. Like I get it. You're not, I'm not telling you how to do some new marketing strategy or trying to, um, you know, grow on some platform or like how to grow your audience. But none of that matters if your engine isn't set correctly, because if you're not happy, you will eventually stop moving forward. Just like a car with a bad engine. You know what I mean? It'll stop moving. doesn't matter what race you enter into or how you learn how to take corners. How many metaphors am I throwing at you today? Well, but essentially you need your engine to be set correctly. And that's what I want to be talking about today. In today's episode, I'm going to show you a call I did with an artist that I actually uh, did two calls with this artist. And this is call one, not exactly part one, because they didn't occur on the same call. So you'll hear the whole call today, but he does come back and he will be back in a future episode because we, I like the chats we have. Um, And uh, yeah, so in today's episode, we talked a little bit about a few things, but one of the topics that I thought was quite interesting, the one I wanted to share with you was that happiness should not be what you chase. Okay. There is something else that you should be chasing because if you do, this whole journey becomes a whole lot easier and much more motivating and you will not feel worn out and worn down by, you know, different mental uh, barriers and uh, what would be a good word for that, like weights that just hold you back like imposter syndrome, uh, if you chase the right things. And that's not chasing happiness. Spoiler alert. Wait, no, man. I like you're so I mean, you're really good at getting to the point on things. I mean, um, and I like read, listen to the 40 songwriter a few times, and I need to do it more. It's in a box right now because I'm moving. But um, that really helped me get steered copy? in the right direction. Yeah, I have a physical copy. Oh, that's so good. There's only like 150 of them out in the world. Damn, because yeah. yeah, I was determined. I was listening to it a lot, and like I just love having this. Is if I wasn't moving, you'd see just a big bookshelf of all kinds of crap, and that's one nice. of the ones like I keep going back to when I feel a little distracted. But that is, I guess, mine is more of like a, a certainty based question around how to approach marketing as a whole. Because my biggest challenge over pretty much my whole life was finding something career-wise that actually supplements me being able to afford to market my music and afford to like keep it progressing and like pay professionals to work on it. So 26, um, working with Sonora has actually made that possible. So now I'm finally in the pace where it's like, well, shit, like I need to do something every single day. And, uh, my mentor who runs Sonora, he worked at Patreon for a long time. So he's got good advice around it. I also worked for another mentor who had kind of like an artist development type of program that was kind of high ticket. And like, um, she's got good stuff, but I still having these things in pocket. I don't feel like when I approach my band, other than just working on the music, like I don't have an inner certainty of like, here's the next best step for like my ideal listener or how to target them. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I've had a lot of fear around taking that step or just throwing darts at the wall to find out. And I don't know why, but there's some internalized resistance there. And I'm wondering like, 
is that something like you just jump in and do it until like it works or like it's really funny that you say that because I just today recorded an episode of Real Talk in which I just ranted, which I don't usually do, but it was about exactly this. I feel like um it's just that we look so much for excuses that it uh it means that it's so hard to move forward. And the problem is, is that, I mean, I talk about it. I just, I, I have that, how music artists romanticize the old industry and be like, oh, today we have to wear too many hats. It's like, no, the old industry was so much harder. Like you have access to everyone in the world in like your pocket. So why aren't you taking advantage of that? Like, it's literally just a case of figuring out why you wrote your music. Who needs to hear that message? Where are they? And how do you speak to them? And once you figure those four things out, it's just about doing it. Like think of it this way. If a guy, if, if, if you wanted to go to the gym and you wanted to put muscle on and be bigger and be more in shape or whatever, and I use it because it's a weightlifting analogy, but if there's someone else that goes and lifts lighter weights than you, but does it every single day, they're going to be bigger than you. If you only go to the gym every couple of weeks and have to mentally be like, okay, I'm working for a big project. And then when you go, you lift heavy weights, like only a couple of times, then leave. Like you're not going to get the results, right? So the person who's out there, I talk so much about refining the message of your move, your movement and like not like your movement, sorry, knowing exactly who to speak to, finding your movement message, talking to them directly and communicating. And yes, that will mean that the communication you do is highly resonant and it brings the biggest results. But someone out there who has never heard anything I've had to say, but just knows that their music is good and just goes and just smashes their music against people, which is the silliest strategy ever, if they do that enough, they will eventually get more results. It's not going to be optimal, but because they're able to do it, those are the ones who usually succeed. And it's the same thing with businesses. And there's such a Venn diagram crossover with music artists and businesses that people sometimes see in some areas, but not in others. But you need to be able to handle rejection, which a lot of music artists don't are unable to do because creativity is such a personal thing. If you can get 99 people say they love your music, but one person says, no, nah, it's the worst thing I've ever heard. And that will keep you up at night. Like it's because we're so sensitive about it because it's such a personal thing. In business, it's easier to detach yourself from the logistics of the business. But music artists is so personal that you just, it's, it hurts so much. But if you are able to work at that and understand that it's going to be tricky and it's just basic human psychology to remember the negative things and not see the positives, then you can kind of dismiss that thought when it comes. So people usually prevent themselves from finding growth because they'll go to a group and be like, see on Facebook, all these highly targeted listeners, once you figure out who you're here to or able to resonate with are congregating together and waiting to be spoken to. They're pain aware. They're finding, they're looking for a solution. They're literally just like hungry people wanting food and you're able to provide food but you're like, oh, what if I go in there and people don't like it? Well, you don't know that yet. And you have to get in there to realize who you can help. Because I think the problem that a lot of music artists have is that they chase happiness. And I don't think that's the right way to go about it. I'm not really ever happy with what I do. And that by no means am I miserable. I think that we think black and white to go, well, if you're not happy, you're sad. No, 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 I'm not sad. But I don't chase happiness because there is so, they've done psychological tests on this. Happiness stops you from moving forward because you're content, so you don't need anything else. But what you need to be driven by is um, purpose and knowing that who you're here to help, more people need to hear that message. So that's what drives me is knowing that when I release my book into the world, 
I got so much great response. And yeah, there were a few negative comments that in the beginning did keep me up at night. I'm like, they just didn't read the book. If they did, like, as a few people read the first few chapters and were like, this is a self-help book. I was like, no, it's mindset stuff. Like you've got to put that in place to get to the next bit. But people didn't at first, like some people didn't get it. And I would be like, why didn't they just read it? They could have been helped. I'm like, no, that's not who I'm here to help. Look at all the people I am here to help. They're responding positively. How much more help can I give them? And because of that, that's what gets me up every day. Even if I don't feel like doing it, I do it anyway, because I know that I'm here to help those people. And that purpose drives me. As cheesy as that may sound, you need to find who you're here to help. Because once you see them start to respond positively, most of the time, and when I say most, I mean 99% of the time, maybe 98 on if you've got, got your messaging wrong, but the majority of the time, the negative comments that are just negative for negative sake, you shouldn't even listen to because that's their problem in their world. But for you personally, who you are, you need to be looking at the 98, 99 that you can help because those are the people that are your highly targeted listeners. And if they start giving you feedback, listen to them because maybe they're trying to help you improve. But for the people who are just here to be negative, they shouldn't be considered because it would be like trying to serve meat to vegetarians. They're not going to like it because they're not compatible with it. So why are you trying to serve meat to them? Like, Find your audience who like barbecue and that's who you're here to serve, but I only care about them. And then you will find the purpose in that and it will make the inherent awkwardness and procrastination that comes from you not believing in yourself much easier to deal with. I think at the end of the day, that's it. It's not seeing it enough as like, I think where my procrastination comes from is like seeing it as oh, I got to push my music, got to do this. But it's like forgetting that like, especially like the album that I've been working on, like trying to finish and have been stymied because of like funds and career challenges for three years. It's finally locking in place. Art's almost done. It's like, I have to build this habit of treating like this album. This is a, this is an album about trauma. Like it's about recovering from it. It's about like deep emotional things. Like it's venting and being present with it. And like that is, it's not a concept album, but that's how it flows. And like I, every song I can speak to how that actually happens when you look at it. That is a problem I'm trying to solve for a specific type of listener who also doesn't feel like there's enough dynamic progressive metal out there. So it's like sound needed. And I mean, it's like, this is... Like, I want it to be a cathartic tool, like forgetting that it's a problem I solve. And that like, if I just dally around and this has been like my life's work so far, it's like, you're on the fence about solving the problem for that, for those people. And it's actually pretty selfish. Um, I think it's just seeing it from the wrong center is what's kind of been causing me to procrastinate. Just feeling like I have to do this for me. That has nothing to freaking do with it. Absolutely. I think that's a really interesting perspective to consider it to be selfish. It is an interesting way to look at it. If that works for you and you go, it's selfish for me to not pass this on, then you're going to do it because you don't want to feel selfish. So it allows you to do that and execute that behavior. You don't need to push people towards your music. If the messaging is strong enough and you go in the groups and talk about that message, you go to trauma groups and say, I went through this and this is my experience, but I even wrote a song about it, blah, blah, blah. Then people go, hang on, I'm interested. Where is more of this? The best case in point, if you're talking about the 4D songwriter, the amount of people that contacted me saying, dude, where can I hear insomnia is ridiculous. And for anyone listening at the moment that doesn't know what I'm talking about, in my story chapter, I talk about the first time that I wrote authentically about when my grandfather passed away. And I wrote a song called Insomnia. And uh, one of my friends at school whose dad passed away, he uh, said he wanted to get the lyrics tattooed on him. And that's when I was like, why is does he connect with that so much when the other songs I've written don't get that reaction? And it was me, like the first time I learned that authenticity is what changes people's lives through music. And the amount of people that said like, where can I hear that? Is it on Spotify? Which is ridiculous because I wrote that when I was 15. It was like 10 years or whatever before Spotify even came out. 
but it was because I built the story so much around it that people were like, I've got to hear this random song from this author that I barely know uh, that he talks about that he wrote when he's 14 or 15 years old, uh, like in 2002 or three, it was so old, but they wanted to hear it that badly. And I'm like, yet people will release an album and a year later go, oh, no one wants to hear this anymore. And it's like, dude, I've, I've wrote a song 20 years ago and people want to hear it because of the way it was just written in a chapter of a book. Like know who you're speaking to and the emotions you can bring out and you can market music indefinitely. It doesn't like spoil, but you just go in there and like push the message forward and people are going to be like, dude, where, like curiosity drives action, right? So they're going to be like, where can I find more of this out? And if they click through on your profile, like, who is this guy? He's always talking about really good stories and it resonates with me. Um, they'll click through and they'll see uh, your profile. And if it's set up correctly, showing them where to get the album and be like, and have something in there that best thing you can do on Facebook groups is you can make, you know, customize how your profile looks to people clicking out of individual groups. So if you're in a group for trauma, you'd have a cover photo set up being like an album for trauma, just to oversimplify it. You wouldn't do that, but you know, just to push that message. And they go, oh, that's where I can click. You go into a group where they uh, similar themes might be uh, grievance or something, right? And they'd be like an album for grievance. Like you'd, you'd switch, you know You'd be smarter. You'd, you'd do it more um, with more class than that. But it lets people know the next step so they can keep clicking through. And that means a lot of the times people don't need to care about the genre so much. They care about the messaging. There was a band that I worked with years ago who were like a heavy metal band. And I don't mean like um, heavy metal from the 80s. I mean, like they're a metal band that were very heavy. And they were uh, like Christians. And uh, they were a lot of them most of them, I think in the band, I think four out of the five were active churchgoers and their message is around um, Christianity and, and helping people understand that through a genre that they may not have thought carried a lot of Christianity. Very interesting how I like, unearthed did that years ago, but it definitely works. Um, and they're like some of their biggest fans who are buying shirts and stuff, which talking about the listen path is over the converted stage, like people who are in the fan zone, uh, they love their music, but were like, I don't like metal but I love the message so much. And I love you guys so much that now I want to wear your shirts and promote it. And I don't like metal bands, but I love this band. And they'll listen to that band because they give it a shot. So a lot of the times people go, oh, but what if they don't like my genre? It's kind of out of the normal popular stuff. People will give it a go. They probably just, when they say they don't like that genre, they just haven't heard any artists connect with them or resonate with how they feel. And everyone get, who gets into metal got into it because of a band that just hit them in the feels. And they're just like, you know, this is a, hit them in the, in, in the emotions. I connect with this band and that opened the gateways to other bands that they could connect with. And then they like metal. And then you find bands that you go, that sounds like my soul in music. Like for me, that's Meshuggah. Like I hear Meshuggah and I go, dude, that just sounds like me, right? Like I just, just it, not me, but it, I can connect with that, right? I just love that sound. And it, the emotion of that music is so resonant with me. But there are other bands that I've listened to, like back in the day, like Chuck Schuldner and Death and stuff. And I was like, it's cool. I like the musicality, but I'm not into that kind of metal. You know, I was a pop punk kid. So it was weird that I listened to it at all, but I gave it a shot, just didn't stick around. But it's it, if you can find that internal resonance, that's what keeps people around, regardless of whether they gave that genre a shot in the past or not. Well said. And that's another thing that's held me back too, because um, mine is pretty much... My genre is really in the vein of a Swedish band called Opeth. And it's like, mm, I love I think, oh, people will like the mellow stuff, but they won't like the growls. It's like, I've, I even had someone else tell me, like a prospect tell me this week, they're like, he said, F that. Really? <laughs> yeah. And it's funny because he was telling me, like, he, he works in film production and he was like doing this, uh, he was telling me about this, like, um, 
like a music competition reality show that he's working on, right? And like he didn't see or know anything. He's like, you should argue an artist, you should do that. It's like, oh, it's my bad. People wouldn't like that. He said, F that, whatever. Like, not necessarily saying that would be my path either, but it's like I've had just normal people, like normal music, even tell me on my own BS. It's like, look, you can't you can't gatekeep yourself on your own yeah. genre, right? <laughs> like someone has to get there somehow. That's and true. it's like it's been another excuse like it's like i'm unraveling like what my excuses have been for not just like serving people with mm-hmm. what i've already created and like that's a big part of it is not putting my wife first like how i actually serve people and then thinking that only a really really niche amount of people like like i have to target like basically opeth fans first mm-hmm. right yeah, and then the message comes later mm-hmm. once they're bought on but it's it's not it's like the message is first and then, like, weave them on literally the listen path to, like, being a fan of the music, like, as they've already resonated with the message. Dude, you are, you've gotten it down. That's 100% it. It's just a case of doing it now. Like, if you know, as I said, just lean into purpose and just be like, it's I'm here for purpose, like, because I know I can help people. Like, when people uh, say, like, I, you know, it's just water off a duck's back for me now. Like, if someone says, oh, you know, who is this guy? He probably just cares about making money. The music industry isn't about money. I'm like, this guy doesn't know who I am. So why does that matter? Like, I'm not going to take that personally. I'm here to serve all the other music artists that do pay attention to it. So, and trust me, people don't act because they think that getting hate comments or like anyone disagreeing with them is going to hurt way more than it actually does. And then you don't realize how good it is when you see the difference you've really made. It's kind of mind-blowing music artists who have implemented these same strategies were contacting me saying, I got a message, the same thing that you said in your book about saving someone's life. I got that same message. I never thought that was possible. And the point of my book is definitely not to um, get people to like learn how to save people's lives with music. That just happened to be a coincidence, but it goes to show the power of it. And when you know that that's the potential, as you said, who are you to hold that back? It is selfish. I, I agree with you. That's a good point. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of I Am Northbound. If you want more episodes of advanced music marketing that dives into even crazier stuff than what you just heard, then go to IamNorthbound.com and join the I Am Northbound inner circle. Every single week, you're going to get access to a ton of content that talks about things that other people just aren't talking about. We dive into advanced music marketing strategies, psychology and its application to advertising, persuasion and scientific research. Trust me, this stuff is information you cannot get anywhere else and will give you the upper hand in growing your audience and getting your music heard. Thank you.